Good day, and welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper, and today I'm talking musicians I love, Philadelphia soul. If you've ever sang in a group, be it street corner, choir room, wherever, and it was a cappella, this was one of the songs you probably sang. It's from The Times, 1963, Philadelphia's own The Times. The song is So Much In Love. So In Love was by Curtis Mayfield and the Impressions. This is So Much In Love. And I really want to talk about Philadelphia music, being born and raised in that beautiful city. The sound of Philadelphia with Gamble and Huff came about in the mid-70s, and it is kind of packaged and commercialized as Philadelphia music. But anyone who knows music knows that that's a drop in the bucket to the rich and colorful history of Philadelphia soul. And when I say Philadelphia soul, it's not an ethnic thing. We will get into chapters where there's a lot of white soul in Philadelphia, a lot of white soul. But today, I want to start with the origins of the ballads of the 70s. And all that came from the doo-wop of the 60s. Doo-wop music and these groups called like the Times were very classy. The way they dressed, the way they performed, very almost jazzy in their styles, in their smoothness, in the texture of their harmonies. And everybody had a job. Everybody did their part musically. There was no doubling of harmonic voices. Everyone had a single voice. The other thing about this was that most of the songs, and I guess it was because of the cost of recording, but a lot of the songs were two and a half minutes. This. If you've ever seen a coming-of-age movie, American Graffiti, anything like that, where kids grew up and had sex for the first time, you probably heard this song. It's the Dell Vikings. Now, the Dell Vikings were based in, were founded, formed in Pittsburgh. They're lead singers of Philadelphia. But the doo-wop sound is the doo-wop sound. This is Come Go With Me from 1967, I believe. Um, this is how a lot of us learned informally how to sing. You picked a part that somebody else wasn't singing and you just went with it. Now... When some of us, like myself, was able to formally be trained in music and you understood all the intricacies of the harmonies and, and where to go and you could sing the, maybe the bass line in one song, the baritone line in another song, maybe the second tenor in another song. It's just a beautiful thing. It's, it's a conglomeration of voices that really sounds good. The music is the background in this. This is like, it's like a solo artist performing with a band in many instances taken to another level in the 70s and 80s and 90s and in the 90s you have take six which takes the same harmonies without the music to another level but it could have been done there too very light in the background again this also the Dell Vikings were one of the first or probably was the first integrated singing group um, there was a white singer I think he was the, the baritone I'm not sure but white and black men together, singing in harmony in the 60s. 
Who knew? See, the other thing about music, the, the radio stations were kind of segregated. So it wasn't that the music was always segregated. What you heard on a particular station you listened to was segregated. There were soul stations, rock stations. Pop wasn't really that a separate category as of yet. But some stations gave it all to you. Um, it's just a matter of what, you, what your musical tastes were and what you knew about your radio dial. Um, the Dell Vikings were really, really influential at that time because this was a number one song. It really went over the charts really big. Um, Come and Go With Me was the number one song. Now, the other thing about Philly, when I talk about uh, the sound of Philadelphia and how Gamble and Huff packaged things and sold them, um, the OJs were the closest thing to a doo-wop group in that format. They did not like a lot of musical bands. There were bands like Cool and the Gang that recorded at Delight Studios that weren't a part of it. And I told you about Frankie Beverly and Raw Soul, which ended up going to California. There was another producer in Philadelphia. I happen to think he was the best producer in Philadelphia. His name was Tom Bell, or Tom Bell. And Tom created sounds that just didn't fit into the box of Philly International. This guy was from Mississippi. Uh, Jerry Butler, he was given the nickname the Iceman by a Philadelphia DJ who I happened to grow up with listening to every day, Georgie Woods, the guy with the goods on WDAS-FM. He called him the Iceman because of his smooth delivery and his sound. He's kind of a cool Lou Rawls if you listen to him. But his name is Jerry Butler. The song is Never Gonna Give You Up from 1968, produced by Thom Bell. Now, I believe Thom did some things with Gamble and Huff, but to get his own sound, he ended up going on his own. And he penned hits for Jerry Butler, for the stylistics, which we'll get into in the second part of this, and the spinners, and a lot of other groups. He's a very successful uh, producer and very good songwriter, too. But again, this kind of made the doo-wop... Well, the lead singer was more important, and Jerry Butler was a solo artist. And he, a lot of times, he did his own harmonies recorded some of his own harmonies, but he had a backup group. He had backup singers, not a backup group. But just the style, the smoothness, the, the classiness, the suggestive nature of the music. It made you want to listen. And, and, and things were said so eloquently in so many of these songs that they stick with you today. But again, all of this was Philadelphia. This is the stuff we listen to every day. It wasn't just, um, again, Gamble and Huff, which, which actually had some songwriting groups underneath them, like McFadden and Whitehead and things like that. Here's a, here's a true story, too. 18 years old, I put all my sheet music together under my arm, and I went down to TSOP Studios, I believe on 13th and Broad, somewhere like that, I don't know. And I sat in that lobby for four or five hours waiting to see... Gambler, huh? Never saw either one of them. Um, hey, it's a memory. It, it displayed uh, my passion and my ambition. And although I do, I did get to meet uh, Gamble years later. This, mm, Big Sunny, 
Little Sonny. You know anything about this city, you know the intruders. This is uh, Love Is Just Like a Baseball Game from 1968, the Intruders album, Cowboys to Girls. Now, and again, I was a puppy, but this song came in 68, but it lasted another generation. It lasted almost a 78. You just knew it. Little Sonny was a great lead singer. Now, these guys were actually underrated, in my, in my, my opinion, as a singing group. Because there was four of them. And the intruders hit their parts, man. And everybody was clean. The recording was done really well. It came through really well. The music was great. Um, Cowboys the Girls really blew them up in 1968. But this song, Love is Like a Baseball Game. I mean, again, it goes back to the, to the, the way doo-wop was structured. Again, the music is in the background, but listen to those harmonies. Those vocal harmonies are really clean. Listen. Four parts. Everybody hits their part. It's really cool. Um, and again, there was Big Sonny, there was Little Sonny. And they, and they were a unit. I kind of, the closest thing I saw to them at that time to me, in a Motown setting, was the Four Tops. Okay, the Four Tops kind of reminded me of the Intruders, but the Intruders, the Intruders, man, again, just just the structure of their songs and, and the way they wrote them and the way they performed them. Classic. Doo-wop always had groups that stepped. You stepped and sang at the same time. This was picked up by the Temptations and the Four Tops. This is how Motown trained all of their singers and all their singers to be sort of dancers. All of that came from doo-wop to me. I saw that in doo-wop first. And again, the vocal phrasing of these singers. Remember we're in Philadelphia, we're listening to 99, uh, Radio 99.5, uh, Sid Mark, which was classical, and Frank Sinatra. At the same time, we're listening to WDAS-FM. So you got guys coming up. The term was crooners. And these guys were crooners, man. Little Sonny was a great singer. And this song right here. Now, this takes us into our next segment. Where doo-wop turned into balladeers. Love ballads. The 70s are full of them. But the intruders came from the 60s and they carried this into the 70s before groups like the Delphonics, the Stylistics this is Little Sonny (laughs) y'all this is the Intruders from 1973 I want to know your name I talk about house parties in DC they called them blue light parties in Philadelphia it was whatever light you could get in the basement the slow drag that's what we called it we called it slow dragon and most of the slow drag songs for some reason lasted a whole lot longer than the fast songs this is I want to know your name this was a classic get to know you song at a party and, and, and the lyrics of the song, he's basically asking the questions you want to ask when you're dancing with somebody. He wants to take it to 
eats. He wants to take her to a movie. He wants to give her a kiss at the door before he says goodnight. You had time to talk. You had time to listen. And if you dance with a certain girl, remember I said before that a lot of times you knew that there was maybe four or five songs at a party, uh, fast music before they played a slow one. So in your head, you got that mental clock going off. You know the slow one's coming. You kind of make your way to the person, name, girl that you wanted to know. You wanted to know her name. If you knew her name, you wanted to talk to her. Just gave you five and a half minutes to do it. Fill it up your music, not just saying it's because I'm born and raised there. It covers so many different, different forms and so many different shapes. Um, the rock music blended with the soul music. You have people like Hall and & Oates and Todd Rundgren. Um, the soul music mused with the jazz music. People like Stanley Clark and uh, Pieces of a Dream. It was a great environment. And all of these people spun in the 90s. Then you, then you get in people like Music Soul Child and Jill Scott. You get all of these people coming out later on after. It's just, it's, it's for the senses. It sounds for the senses. So why I respect Gamble and Huff and the Philly, the sound of Philadelphia. That is not the sound of Philadelphia. That is a sound of Philadelphia. Philadelphia's many sounds. Listen to this. Young people, listen, please. Volkswagens didn't have any air then, too. Remember that, y'all. I like all kinds of sweets. Cupcakes, credits, and things like that. This is why I can't help but notice me. That's a Philly thing, too. A crimpet. Anybody know what a crimpet is? It's a butterscotch crimpet. If you're from Philadelphia, you know what that is. You probably know because they, they start moving around the East Coast a little bit. But again, it's just the coolness of the sound. The coolness of the singers. The sincerity that comes through. Is he holding it too tight? He's sorry. See? Respect. It's just a time where music foundations were set and in the 70s it, it just flourished even more but groups like the times um, the Dell Vikings guys like the Iceman Jerry Butler and these cats the intruders they cannot be shortchanged on their contributions to the sounds of Philadelphia my name is Neil Bailey Harper. This is the Talk It Out Podcast. I want to know your name. Hit me up. Tell me what you think about this. Did I miss Did I miss something? There's a lot to do. I got a second part coming up soon. But right now it's Little Sonny, Big Sonny, and the intruders. <laughs> Have a good day, everybody. I'll talk to you soon. We are listening to Subscribe Radio. You can subscribe. Take care. It's Sunday. I'm chilling.